Hello, so today I'm going to talk about Swan's 1991 album, White Light from the Mouth of Infinity. It's a kick-ass exploration of sounds, but that almost goes without saying. Really, we're talking about the swans here, or swans, if you want to say it correctly. I like to add the word the sometimes, I don't know. But anyway, it's, uh, it's swans we're talking about. They don't tend to just release songs but anthems even the name of their record label is cool young god records i mean that's you know some pretty macho sounding stuff well maybe macho is not the right word i don't know it's uh full of vigor and life though i suppose you might say frankly a lot of swan songs are comparable to the dark side of the moon and like uh they almost seem like concept albums to themselves or worlds to themselves and a swan's album usually weaves those different worlds together you know like uh like a painting that's attached to other paintings i suppose or something like that or or maybe just like a book with many different chapters and uh this album is certainly uh very uh complicated just like all their other albums at least that i've heard and it's a bit it's a bit sad that i was born in a time and place and environment where i just wouldn't have been able to see them live because i'm i'm really under the impression that they put on one hell of a show and i've heard that they're also a very loud band that being said, Swan's leader Michael Gira is a unique figure in rock music and not just in a positive way. I've heard that he has sort of a notorious reputation as, you know, uh, being a little bit rough to his crowds. Like, I, I guess he's against headbanging in the audience, which when it comes to, you know, loud rock music is a, is a little bit strange. Um, that's not definitely not typical. Um, but anyway, um, maybe these descriptions will all sound stupid, but when I listen to Swans, it's like I'm briefly relocated to the desert where I'm dying or have died of a heroin overdose, but in a beautiful way. Now, I'll still say don't do drugs, kids, and I actually mean it. But if you listen to the Swans, I think you might understand where this kind of talk is coming from. They're, you know, just a brutal and bleak band a lot of the time. Often dealing with depressing themes like death, the loss of sanity, and stuff like that. But at the same time, I wouldn't say there is never anything uplifting about their songs. Because there's sort of a transcendent quality. And I have heard some of their songs that are relatively, uh, you know, benign, I guess you could say, but more tranquil than some of the other stuff they have done. Also, sometimes I've heard tracks on this album, and I was like, is my mind playing tricks on me, or is this almost impacting me the way a gospel track might impact a faithful audience, or you know, something like that? And that goes back to the whole transcendent quality that their music can evoke. 
So a little bit more of the background of Swans. They did break up in 1997, but reformed in 2010, where they headlined England's Supersonic Festival. Swans was formed in New York City in 1982 by Michael Gira, who leads the group. They've had many members over the years. For example, the drummer Bill Rieflin was with them from 1993 to 1996. I think Bill Rieflin is possibly best known for his involvement with ministry. And Michael Gira and his common collaborator Jarbo released a number of albums. Their first entitled Filth, which came out in 1983. She didn't rejoin the Swans when they reformed, aside from on a few songs, but she does appear on uh, White Light from the Mouth of Infinity, and she obviously rocks it. Everyone does a good job on this album. Uh, just check it out. I really don't think you'll regret it. And uh, yeah, that's basically all I need to say about it. Swans are cool. All right.